Hello. Hi. Welcome back. It's the We Don't Want to Grow Up podcast with Stacy and Pete. <laughs> and a bunch of spooky stories. Spooky Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Taking it back old school. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a whole three years ago. Spooky crisp. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing another re-release. I promise we're not being lazy. We're just busy. <laughs> <laughs> the whole season is not going to be purely re-releases, as you've seen, I'm sure, interspersed some new episodes. Yes, we're giving you the normal content, plus a, a little bit of uh, added ease of listening for you, the listener. <laughs> it's easy for all of us. Easy. It's easy just for, easy. Easy for you that you don't have to scroll all the way back to October of 2021. We're saving your thumbs. <laughs> One thumb at a time. One thumb at a time. One thumb at a time. <laughs> One thumb at a time. We're climbing our mountain. One thumb at a time. That was beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> so one of our favorite things to do during Halloween is tell spooky stories. I love it. And over the last couple of years, we have gotten a lot of submissions from our listeners telling their own spooky stories. We've gotten a few for this year, but right now I don't feel like it's enough for even a whole episode. It's not enough. So we need more. This is us petitioning you for spooky stories. Please. We're <laughs> pleading with you. Please. Please. Please, sir. Please send us new spooky stories. Bonus points if it's something that happened in the 80s, 90s, or early 2000s. But really, we just want you to tell your scary stories no matter when they happened, if they happened to you, to someone you know, or if it's just like an urban legend that you always heard growing up. We are here for all of it. All of it. All of it. And like we've said before, Pete genuinely loves adding in the sound effects. Um, you'll hear some of them. I guess these would be like your first attempts at doing it, which I think you straight away did a great job. Thank you. You know, providing the ambiance for the listening experience. Yeah. Some of them I was very excited to do even early on. I was like, oh, wow, that's fun. Yeah. So this will be parts one, two, and three. Like I said, they were all released during October of 2021. And we had parts four and five, which we'll be re-releasing as well. There's some really good stories and we hope you enjoy. If you've already listened to them, maybe you'll revisit. You know, it'll be like brand new. It's been long enough. It's been a while <laughs> since I first saw you. <laughs> I was waiting for you to break out in this song. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Enjoy. I have a question for you. What is it? Are you afraid of the dark? <laughs> well, now I am. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Stacy and Pete are here. From the We Don't Want to Grow Up podcast, thank you for listening. Thanks for all your support. And thank you to everyone that wrote in when I requested that you tell me a scary story. Yeah, you had some good responses here. We did. We had a lot. So we're just going to get into it. Submitted for the approval of the Midnight Society. 
for throwing the powder onto the fire, and we're here to tell you the tale of the life-size Barbie. I'm already scared. This one comes to us from Anna. So when I was seven, I got one of those my-size Barbies, which came with a blue princess dress and a swiveling pedestal so I could dance with her. Well, one day, I just decided to chop her hair off and give her a bob. <laughs> and she ended up wearing one of my little girl underdresses. My house growing up was always pretty eerie to me, since it was older, had creaky floors and doors, so I was always on edge and anxious. Not to mention just trauma growing up and having gone through a car accident with my mom. I add these tidbits because I don't know if what happened was just my wild imagination, a sort of coping mechanism, or if this doll really moved. We were sitting in my playroom together, watching a movie, and out of my peripheral vision, I saw her head move to face the other direction. Ugh. I remember it so vividly. I immediately screamed for my mom and told her what happened. She took the doll and stashed her in the closet. Never saw her again after that day, but the memory stays with me. After that, I would have dreams that I was walking to the bathroom in the hallway and that she was sitting in the dark. Definitely scared me from ever having a doll any bigger than a Barbie. Again, I don't know what really happened, but in my seven-year-old mind, she freaking moved her head. I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> also, very nice job. Oh, thank you. I don't know if I'm going to be able to make a creepy voice the whole time I read these stories. <laughs> Maybe I should just have you read them all. I'm going to read them all? No, no, no. Let's hear no, your because, creepy voice. First of all, thank you, Anna. That is very scary. And I love a good doll story. Yeah, I don't know how big those dolls were, but I'm picturing like a four foot doll. Yeah, they were like, yay high. Okay, that would be pretty terrifying. Oh, uh, yeah, especially because I had dolls that were yay high. Yeah, I feel like you have that Stacy doll right now that's kind of big, right? <gasps> She's in the room behind me right now. Oh my God, we She's can't even see her. behind the curtain. Oh wait, nope, there she is. Okay, I haven't heard the pitter patter of little feet, so she's still in her box. She's in her box. That's good. We're safe. <laughs> okay, are you ready? I am. I'm going to read you the tale of the doppelganger roommates. This story comes from Amber. Hi, Amber. Hey, Amber. <laughs> She actually told me this story back when we first started talking because she wrote to me about our podcast and we just, you know, we've become email buddies. Mm -hmm. So I remember her telling me this story, but she told me again and I was like, oh, I forgot about that. I'm so excited that she's allowing me to share it with the world. Let's hear this story. My husband and I currently live in an apartment in Dallas, Texas. I don't remember the dates that it started for him, but around 2018-2019. My husband was taking a shower in the main bathroom when he thought he saw me at the doorway. He pulled the curtain back and started to speak to me. I, however, was in the living room watching TV. I could hear him talking, but assumed he had taken a phone call or something. He couldn't figure out why I wasn't responding to him. I was, after all, standing in the doorway just staring at him. So he gets out of the shower, dries off, and approaches me, in quotations, who is still standing there, 
and asks what the deal is. And I turn around and walk into the main bedroom, not responding. A few minutes later, he comes into the living room to sternly ask what the deal was. I looked at him confused and said, what are you talking about? After some very confused dialogue between the both of us, we figured out that he thought he saw me and I confirmed that I had been in the living room the entire time he was in the shower. About two months after that incident, again, I was in the living room watching TV the entire time. My husband was shaving his beard in the bathroom when he claims that I startled him by peeking my head in the doorway. He dropped his razor in the sink and as a payback, decided to chase me into the bedroom where I disappeared in front of him. He came into the living room white as a ghost and explained it in detail. I'm already freaked out. Yeah, I am terrified right now. (laughs) (laughs) I knew you would love this. In January of 2021, this is just this past year, I was heating up a bowl of soup in the microwave when I heard my husband in the room next to the kitchen on the other side of the wall. I could hear him walking toward the kitchen and heard his footsteps change from carpet to the kitchen linoleum. I thought he was trying to surprise or scare me as I pulled the soup out of the microwave and I saw his arm start to come around my waist. So I said, this is hot, be careful, or something to that effect, and started to turn around to give him a hug. There was no one behind me. Oh my God, are they still in this? Well, continue on, continue on. My husband came out of the second bedroom that doubles as our office and asked who I was talking to. And I began to giggle because I thought I was talking to him. I had seen his arm. Then, in March of 2021, I had just finished making dinner and went into our office to let my husband know it was ready so he could make himself a plate. He followed me back into the kitchen, stood next to me, and put food on his plate. I followed him out of the kitchen and watched him walk back into the office. I went into the living room and asked if he was going to join me or stay in the office all night. There was no response until my husband came out of our bedroom next to the kitchen. He asked me if I was talking to him. I had to do a double take. Then I asked him to go check the office because his plate of food might already be in there. Was it? No, it wasn't. (laughs) I did ask her. I was like, please tell me, was the food in there or not? (laughs) She said, neither one of us have seen anything since March. So they do still live there. She said they've tried uh, moving, but the housing rental market isn't great right now. And she's also lived in an actual haunted house in another area of Dallas. So it doesn't exactly bother her, but it's creepy and weird and completely unsettling. She's like, but I've experienced worse for sure. That is terrifying. I know. I feel like they are in a crossover of another dimension. That's what I said. It's got to be some kind of a nexus. But it's so strange how it's like they're kind of interacting with them, but not talking. Yeah. So is this other version of them scared of them? And they're like, like, what are you doing in our house? Is like sound not traveling between the two of them. Right. Or something. Although you would think they would notice like if their mouths were moving or not. That is a great story. Right? Wow. That is so scary. Hello. Hello. Welcome to another episode with our spooky stories. Spooky. (laughs) Spooky crisp. Oh. (laughs) No laughing. This is serious. (laughs) We asked you to tell us a scary story and you all delivered. So we're back with our spooky stories, volume two. Submitted for the approval of the Midnight Society, we call this story... The Tale of My Friend's Haunted House. This story is from Megan. 
My friend had a notoriously haunted house. You couldn't be in this house without feeling crowded, hearing growls and footsteps and tapping on the basement door. A pair of pants was seen by numerous people walking by the top of the stairs, and another friend was tricked going up the stairs. About six months after his dad passed, the crucifix that was on his casket and had been hanging in the living room disappeared. They moved from the house a few years ago and never found the crucifix. The house had always been in the family with the same wood stove. For years, my friend and his sister would have dreams about a redheaded little girl sitting by the stove. When they were adults, someone gave them an old photo album, and they found the little girl in the family album. I had a great time in that house, but it also scared me terribly. I've never heard of haunted pants Haunted pants! Haunted pants that trip people. I don't know if anything's ever given me the heebie-jeebies like a pair of haunted pants. That would be something to see. Like you look up at the top of the stairs and it's just a pair of pants walking down the hallway. Ooh, I don't like it. Me either. Someone contact Ryan Murphy. <laughs> this needs to be made into a show. Yes, it does. <laughs> and what about this little girl? Right. The fact that they were dreaming about her. Wonder if they were dreaming or they actually saw her. Ooh. They only thought they were dreaming. She was visiting. <laughs> just coming to say hello, asking where her pants were. <laughs> this story comes to us from jason the tale of spontaneous combustions or demonic hellfire so my grandfather owned a funeral home in the small town where i was born the way the story goes is there was a husband and a wife and the husband was in debt to the mob or some equivalent and the wife was a drunk He and the wife had a fight at a bar and she drove home super wasted and he found her body in the car inside of the garage with the engine still running. She could have passed out after getting home, but there was strong speculation in the community that she had taken her own life. After the coroner concluded she had passed out and asphyxiated, the family turned the body over to my grandpa. Now when you're in a hard-ass Catholic community, when things like this happen, they don't go over well and they wouldn't allow a funeral in the church or for her to be buried in the Catholic cemetery. Damned souls and whatnot. The priest had known the woman, though, and knew of her struggles, and had sided with allowing her to be buried in the cemetery, and my grandfather would have the funeral service in the chapel in his funeral home. After the casket vigil, my grandfather had locked up his business and gone home for the night, only to be awoken in the early morning by a call from the fire department asking him to come down to the funeral home. There had been a fire. The funeral home had been locked when the fire department had arrived, and no sign of forced entry or exit was found. But the body of the woman had caught fire inside the casket. You can find people talking about this still today online. It was in the 70s, as an example of spontaneous combustion or demonic hellfire. Real crazy fringe stuff. Despite all that, my parents thought it was a great idea to move into the apartment right above the chapel after I was born. (laughs) Brimstone keeps the rent prices down. (laughs) I remember playing in the chapel, unsupervised growing up. Sent a shiver through me when I first heard this story. Yeah, no kidding. That is really crazy. Oh my god. It's a sad story with a crazy twist. Demonic hellfire and whatnot. I've never heard that. We need to know where this community is. (laughs) The next story is called 
The Tale of the Missing Head. This is from Miss Mandy Berry. My grandpa used to be a police officer back in the day. He said that one night, there was a bad one-car accident that killed the man driving. He somehow crashed into a tree. They found the headless body, and all of the officers were searching for the head when my grandpa looked up into the tree and, yep, found the severed head. Creeps me out every time I remember this story. Short but sweet. (laughs) Makes me think of the headless horseman. Yeah. And our final story today, the tale of the haunting voice. This comes to us from Matthew. Well, kind of a scary story by the man who told me, but afterwards, it kind of made me sad. I worked for an old couple named Bob and Joyce, who took care of so many birds, exotic and average, small and big. They had them. Chickens, parrots, owls. Birds could mimic any voice. Birds so clever, they would escape their cages. One day, Bob and Joyce got into a car crash that killed Joyce. Bob felt so responsible for her death that it nearly broke him. One night, as Bob slept in his bed, he said he woke up when he heard a voice. Bob! Bob! Coming from the bird room, it was Joyce's voice. Bob froze but found the strength to get up and go into the bird's room. Bob! Bob! He heard Joyce calling. He went into the room. One of the birds was mimicking Joyce's voice, calling out for Bob. Knowing Bob had to hear that damn bird every night is one of the saddest and most haunting things that has ever been told to me. It is sad. I mean, in a way, it's kind of nice because you could still hear what her voice sounded like. Yeah, if it was like a perfect impression of it, that sweet, sad, haunting, all of it. Yeah. And that concludes Spooky Stories Volume 2. Welcome back, friends. It's Stacy and Pete, the We Don't Want to Grow Up podcast. We are back for Spooky Stories, Volume 3. We asked you for some scary stories, and you delivered. So, submitted for the approval of the Midnight Society, we call this story The Tale of the Black Ribbon. This comes to us from Yael. I remember being a kid and hearing the story of a girl at sleepaway camp who always insisted on wearing a black ribbon tied around her neck. She'd sleep with it, shower with it, swim with it, etc. Whenever the other girls in the cabin would ask her about it, she said she wasn't allowed to take it off. One night, as a prank, a couple of the girls' cabin mates decided that they were going to yank it off her. She tried to fight them but couldn't. They pulled the ribbon and the girl's head fell off. Apparently, the ribbon had been the only thing holding it on. Scared the crap out of me when I was a kid. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. It is. (laughs) See, that's it. It's like, I love some of these that were just, I don't want to say old wives tales, but like the... Kid lore. Yeah. Just like Bloody Mary and stuff like that that would freak you out. Did you ever hear the story of the girl, the black ribbon? (laughs) And there's something so creepy thinking about a black ribbon just holding someone's head on. Yeah. This is the tale of the Cemetery Visitor by Trishy the Dishy. (laughs) (laughs) My childhood bestie lived behind a cemetery. We played the Ouija board one night, never again. This was what I got first, and I had to ask for more details. I gotcha. And she said, so this one kid who was there, we were like 15, 
His girlfriend died tragically. Something was pretending to be her speaking German. None of us knew German. He was crying. I never played this one again. And then I asked her if the girlfriend was German or if it was just creepy because something was speaking to them. And she responded, she was German. She was German? Yes. Whoa. Yeah. She said, I think if I'm remembering it correctly, his dad did an army stint in Germany. Whatever it was, it was crazy to see a 15-year-old boy cry in a basement. Same level as all those graves across the fence. It's a creepy old cemetery, too. And she sent me the link and showed it to me and, like, a map of where the house was in comparison to it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She said they could just hop the fence and be there. It was the Grand Lawn Cemetery and had been in Detroit since 1908. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. I thought, like, oh, that's... That's creepy. But then when she said the girlfriend was German, I was like, what? Yeah, that's crazy. (laughs) You just don't start spouting German out of nowhere. Right. Not on a Ouija board, no less. No. I mean, I guess I could. It'd be like, sprechen the Deutsch. (laughs) German. Is that German? I don't know. (laughs) This next one is called The Tale of the Haunted Postal Tower. Brought to you by Amber. I believe this was in Seymour, Wisconsin. My friend and her husband took us to what was known as a postal tower. It's off-limits to the public now, and may have been off-limits back then, but there wasn't a fence or a no-trespassing sign at the time. Basically, it's just a tower with a staircase on the inside and a ledge on the top where you can see out. It's kind of pretty to take pictures of the landscape, and the graffiti on the inside is interesting. We went to the top, but on the walk up, I kept hearing whispering. Oh, no. I kept saying, what did you say? And everyone kept shrugging and proceeding to the top. The guy I was with finally said, it's just the wind. At the top, everyone was goofing off, and I have a fear of heights, so I started to head back down the stairs. I figured it would be safer on the ground. But while on the stairs, the whispering was louder. There was no way it was the wind. It had distinct voices. Even once I was on the outside, on the ground behind the building, I could still hear it. I have no idea what it was saying, but it was definitely not the wind. After 30 minutes or so, everyone had enough of taking pictures and made their way down, and we returned to my friend's house. Later that night, I became violently ill. I developed a debilitating migraine condition around the time, 15 migraines a month. Prior to that, I maybe had one every three months. Also, the postal tower in Seymour, Wisconsin, is known to be haunted. I didn't know that prior to going. The postal tower may actually be removed now. I'm not 100% sure. Hmm, we should look into that. Yeah. Isn't that creepy? Yeah, I've never had voices whisper to me. I only heard a whisper one time like right in my ear, and I don't know what it said, but it was enough to freak me out in my own home. Stacy! (laughs) (laughs) So I can't imagine like hearing it constantly like that and being by yourself. Yeah, that trip down would have terrified me. Yeah. And she could still hear it when she was on the ground, like for 30 minutes while our friends were still upstairs. Yeah, it probably ran back upstairs. (laughs) Or I would have been like, could somebody come down here with me? Get down here now! (laughs) And the last story of the day, the tale of the imaginary friend. This is from New Old Retro. 
Okay, here's my scary story. And let me just preface this with, I don't believe in ghosts or spirits, but this freaked me out. When I was a kid, I had an imaginary friend named Jimby. Hi, Jimby. (laughs) Hi, I'm Jimby. Oh no, you might freak them out. (laughs) Not really a very common name. Kind of just something weird a kid would make up. Anyway, one day in my 20s, I was waiting outside a store for my ride to come get me. And this little girl comes barreling down the area. I'm waiting, screaming and waving at nothing. Hi, Jimby. Hi, Jimby. And I froze and saw the mom coming for her and saying sorry to me. But I go, does she say that a lot? And the mom replied, no, I've never heard her do that before in her life. And I go, well... I had an imaginary friend named Jimby when I was a kid, so I'm a little weirded out. And she was just like, whoa, that is weird. And that's it. That's all we get. Bye, new old retro. I'm Jimby. (laughs) (laughs) That is so freaky. That is very freaky. But I kind of love it. It reminds me of Drop Dead Fred. Oh, you haven't seen that movie. I have not. We need to watch that movie together. I wonder what Jimby looked like in their mind. I know. Draw us a picture. Yeah, we need a picture of Jimby. Like, I'm picturing killer clowns from outer space, basically. I hope not. (laughs) I hope that's not what Jimby looked like. (laughs) Well, thank you again for listening and for everyone who has sent us stories. We still have a lot more to go. So be sure to subscribe and make sure you're getting notifications so you can see when these new episodes pop up. They're short and sweet, but they're a lot of fun. So if you're not already following us on Instagram, you can find us at we don't want to grow up pod. You can email us at we don't want to grow up pod at gmail.com. We're on TikTok at we don't want to grow up. We're on Facebook at we don't want to grow up podcast. We also have a super secret special Facebook group called the Cozy Club dash fans of we don't want to grow up. All you have to do is answer a few fun, nostalgic questions and agree to the group rules and our amazing Ma Joanna will approve you. And if you would like to support the podcast and gain access to over 60 bonus episodes, you can come to patreon.com slash we don't want to grow up. Yes, we now have three tiers. We have our $4 tier, which is what's been there all along. It's access to everything, all of our bonus episodes. Our $3 tier gives you access to all of our game shows, trivia, things like that that we do over there. And our $2 tier gives you access to the short and sweet episodes, the Dear Diaries, the Middle School Notes, the Teen Magazine excerpts. We added some extra tiers because we know we're not putting out as much material on our regular podcast, and it helps us a lot when you come over there. So Come check it out. Yeah, we have a good time. And last but certainly not least, we have merch. If you would like to sport a We Don't Want to Grow Up shirt, hat, apron, phone case, stickers, almost anything that you could imagine, come to we-don't-wanna-grow-up.myspreadshop.com. Until next time, listeners. Bye. Bye.